Well, welcome to the Idea to Launch show. My name is Lisa Zufall, and today I have a super special guest. And I don't say that lightly. Um, she is an amazing woman. I have actually been watching her for, gosh, I don't know, I think it's been a couple of years, and we'll get into that. But Brittany Bullen is a marketing specialist. She is a mashed potato specialist, and we'll get into that too. <laughs> um, Brittany, welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited Hi, that you Lisa. were able to join us. Oh, so yes. exciting. I too am excited. <clears throat> okay, so she calls herself the nerd girl, right? Nerdy girl. Nerdy girl. And she's the author of the book, Personality Marketing, Join Your Industry's A-List by Embracing Your Inner Nerd. And the upcoming book, The Crisis of the Ordinary, What to Do If You Secretly Wish for More Than What You've Got. Brittany has a passion for helping people remember how to dream big and then giving them the strategic marketing steps to turn those big dreams into realities. Mother of four and self-professed marketing and personal development nerd, she spends her days mashing her clients' inner potatoes inner potatoes until they're magically delicious. I've been wanting to say that <laughs> since you sent over your intro. Because as soon as I well, read that, okay. you know, the song kind of stuck fun. in my head. And then suddenly I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you did that on Sorry. purpose, huh? I did. I did. I live to make you hungry. Uh, so, yeah. So like I alluded to before, I've kind of been creeping on you for the last couple of years. Um, the stuff that you put out, I think, is not only entertaining, but it's educational, right? And you Thank have you. you have such a personality in your videos and your marketing content that when I was thinking of guests to have on the show, I'm like, oh my gosh, you are, you know, everybody has those folks that they think of as the untouchables, right? They're just like <laughs> so awesome and so cool, but they're in a totally different stratosphere. And that's kind of how I felt about you. So when I reached out and I said, would you be a guest on my show? And you said, yes, I was just, um, yeah, I didn't do Thank video you. to, you know, show me dancing around, but it was pretty exciting. <laughs> you see me as an untouchable? Yes, because you are so, okay. So you're the, watching your videos, you're the person that I'd want to hang out with, right? Oh, because thanks. you're just so relatable and you're funny and you're down to earth. Right. But on the flip thanks. side of that, you have so much knowledge and you've been around for a while on online. At least whenever I pop in there, I see a new video from you and I'm like, wow, yes. this girl is going <laughs> nuts. Right. Because <laughs> you're giving out so much valuable content. That's one thing that I want to talk about is how long have you been doing this? Because I was just introduced to you. I don't know. It must have been a sponsored ad or something that came across my screen. And the way that you've branded yourself there, you can't help but click the play button. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've been. Let's see. How long have I been making videos? I don't even know. Um, I started my business four or five years ago, but okay. we've been through many different iterations and I didn't really start leaning into video until it's just the past couple of years, maybe three years tops, not a ton of time. And what made you get into video and what made you create this brand of the, the pink glasses and of the nerdiness, the nerdiness. Well, actually, thank you. Well, th there's, you know, there's kind of a fun story about that. So the first when we first started, we were content writers for hire. I didn't even know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to help people. I wanted to make some money. I knew I could write. And um, so I, I I didn't know anything about branding at the time. I just like, I found this cute clip art 
of girl with glasses on and they weren't even pink glasses, but I just liked the color. And so I just kind of randomly picked that lady. She, uh, she became kind of like the nerdy girl and we were like nerdy girl writers. So the idea was you could hire a nerd um, to like kind of geek out about your business and be your company blogger. Mm. Um, And then we built that up and built that up and got a whole bunch of people who were really excited about it. And I was going to build this big sales force. But what I ended up building was a whole bunch of people who wanted me to send them writing jobs and nobody wanted to sell it. And so it was kind of like, well, crap, now we've got all these people and they're looking for work and they need me to like send them jobs. And there's only one of me. And, and I had yeah, at the time I had three kids at home. Now I have four. And I was like, I just couldn't do any more networking. I couldn't get out anymore. And so I just figured, why don't I take what's working offline to get clients and move it online and start doing video? Yeah. And um I kind of symbolically like put on the glasses that were our logo at the time. And it's like, Hey, now I need to be nerdy girl and kind of like step into that persona and um, represent my brand. And then that's kind of how the company has shifted because we were getting clients doing it that way. But what, what I realized is what I was getting a lot more of is people who wanted me to teach them how to do what I was doing. Yeah. So that's what I do exclusively now. Wow. And um, which book? There was one book that I started digging into. I think it's The Crisis of the Ordinary. What to do yes. if you secretly wish for more than what you've got. I haven't yes, had time. Yes, it is in the bio. It says it's upcoming, but it actually, it, it came. <laughs> it yeah, came. it's out there and you can grab it. Um, and there's a couple things that I want to talk about. But the uh, a few tidbits that I pulled from the book, one is your gardening analogy, I think is amazing. And Thank I haven't you. seen you do a video on that, but uh, I think that would resonate with so many people. So what I'd like to do is have you explain that gardening analogy, because I think it rings true for all of us. Oh, right. thank you. Thank you so much. And I, you're so inspiring. You're absolutely right. I mean, I have done videos about it, but I need to do more because it makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, so basically what I explain in the book is, and why I talk a lot about mashing potatoes is because I like to envision your your life, shall we say, is like this garden and everybody's trying to grow different things. They're trying to grow different results. Maybe they want to have better relationships. They want to have lots of money. They're trying to, you know, they're doing all these things. They're cultivating, they're watering, and they're doing all the stuff that they're quote unquote supposed to do. And the results aren't showing. They're growing these kind of like pitiful fruits and veggies or like nothing is growing at all. And they're right. just thinking, okay, what's happening? How is this? How am I not getting what I want? I'm, I'm following the rule book, but what they don't know is Underneath the soil are these things I call potatoes that basically just sucking up all the nutrients and making it impossible for all of those practices and principles that you're following to yield good results because there's not nourishment in the soil. And what, what I mean by that is your potatoes are these ideas, these thought patterns, these beliefs that you have that make you kind of self-sabotage as you go. And sometimes you're not super aware of what they are or why they're happening, but that's why when it's kind of an odd combination, but that's why primarily when I work with clients, I really like to focus on marketing as well as mindset because more often than not, people come to me thinking they have a marketing problem, but <laughs> chances are it's not actually a marketing problem. It's a mindset problem yeah. because either there's a confidence issue, there's a, I'm afraid to ask for money issue. There's a, um, I, I'm not actually in the right business, so I don't actually want to do anything issue. Right. Um, but people come to me thinking, oh, I'm just going to follow this kind of plug and play ad plan and make a million dollars overnight, right. which is what a lot of online marketers want to have you believe. Right. But 
there's a lot of stuff that you kind of have to clean up personally to have success in business. And so I got to a point where I realized that I was going to need to offer both if I really wanted my people to succeed, which of course I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, what was it? The story of, so the beginning story, so you're a great writer and the beginning of that, that book, you're talking about how you just came down off the mountain and you guys were stranded, you and your son. Yes. I'm so stupid. (laughs) But you had an epiphany up there, right? I, I what? You had an epiphany. I did. I did have an epiphany up there. So the story was, I, my son wanted to go on a hike and there was a cute little easy hike uh, by a waterfall near our house. And we went on this evening hike and he wanted to kind of scramble and climb up the rocks, climb up the side of the mountain. And I was thinking, okay. Um, so we did that and I was just kind of, I got lost in thought. I was just kind of following him and I was just thinking about my business. And I was at this place where we were basically out of money. I was so frustrated. I was so tired. I was so burned out. And I got really distracted. And the next thing I knew, we were, the sun was starting to go down. I was like, hey, we need to turn around. And we couldn't get down. We couldn't find, find a safe path down. And he was four at the time and nothing that we tried, like it was all these like super steep drop-offs. And we're thinking, how did we get up here? We tried all these different ways. And the next thing we know, the sun is down. I have no phone. I have no anything. And we're just stuck on this mountain. And I realized that there was no getting him down safely, at least until the morning or until somebody helped us or until Mm. some like cougar came and ate us. And it was a really crazy experience for a minute. I was like ready to freak out. And then I was like, well, maybe this is it for me and my son. And I had this like overwhelming peace sweep over me as I'm just sitting on the top of this mountain, looking out at the city, just thinking about how silly I had been just freaking out about my business and how small it all seemed. And we actually, it took like more than 20 members of the search and rescue team to get us down off that mountain. I was oh so humiliated um, for being so dumb, getting stuck up there like that. But it was a crazy adventure. And I had just hired my first coach. I think it was maybe our first call um, the day after that. (laughs) And so I got on the (laughs) call with my coach and I'm like, you'll never guess what just happened. And I told her about it and she's like, you know, I can't say I'm surprised that that happened because there's definitely some stuff that needs to be worked out for you. And that's where I got really clear about the value of coaching and why I'm so passionate about what I do, because I I needed her in that moment to kind of get out of my own way and create a business that was actually going to be viable and successful. And I realized that it had nothing to do with all of these kind of shiny new marketing strategies I was, I was chasing and it had everything to do with who I was going to become. Mm. And uh, that was kind of the journey that began on the mountain. And uh, so I caught one of your mashed potato episodes, right? Uh, you did? Where I actually mashed one? Yes. But I, that's the only one that I've seen. And <clears throat> let's be honest, we're all busy in life. So I haven't like gone out and searched for more, but I, I watched the whole thing. I couldn't take my eyes off of it because <laughs> the, you you just get to the heart of what's going on and it's not and like you said before it's not you know the next shiny thing in marketing that you need to do it's figuring out and pulling that information from yourself and understanding right you're mashing those potatoes which I think is so hysterical how you came up with potatoes (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, it's, it, I, ha- I can't take credit for it. It was my husband's idea. We okay. were actually um, on a road trip one time and we were talking about kind of the marketing principle that it's always good to have a bad guy. It's always good to have a villain. And we were trying to figure out like 
who the villain is in my world. And at first we thought, well, other marketers, because they're trying to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I don't really want to be about like tearing other people down. And what I realized is that in business, you're like the only enemy that really, you know, makes any difference is these beliefs that, you know, your mind wants to tell you are worth paying attention to and worth making your decisions based off of. You know, if we can get those out of the way, then every business owner really intuitively knows exactly what they need to do. It's just they have these other voices in their head yeah. that they they don't know how to distinguish between the two. Yeah. And so that's um, I had an event in the spring and it was almost exclusively all about kind of my my five step process for mashing one's inner potatoes. And it's it's really helpful. We got we had people just completely making massive shifts in their lives and their businesses and the results have been really exciting to hear about um, since then, um, the, sh- the changes that they've made and the improvements in their lives and good stuff. So there is a worksheet that you can download, right, with the five steps. Yes. And it's free. Brittany gives away, yeah. like, tons of great content. Just an I FYI, people. But there is a worksheet. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we go through the five steps? Can, do you okay. Know? Yes, super quick. Okay, so the so first step to mashing an inner potato is dig it up. So you can't solve a problem you don't understand you can't solve a problem you can't see you got to figure out okay what is the thought that's kind of causing me to feel this way because it always kind of starts with a feeling that's how you know it's like if you feel bad there's probably a potato you know talking all sorts of nonsense at you so you dig it up and say okay what is actually happening here what is the thought that's making me feel this way dig it up then you peel it and this is an important step it's a really important step especially if you're emotions are really heightened. Yep. There may be, you know, if, if you're really feeling strong emotions, there may need to be more appealing than if it's just kind of a little thing kind of depends on the situation, but this is particularly helpful when there's another person involved. A lot of people try to try to address a situation where they're still kind of at the height of the emotion. And that's generally not the best place to come up with constructive solutions from. Yep. So you need to do whatever it is that you can do to kind of release that tension, whether that's you know, write, write an angry letter and never mail it or go scream in a closet or meditate or, you know, listen to some music, whatever, whatever process works for you to kind of get in a better headspace right. to get, get rid of kind of the emotional peel on that potato. Yep. And then um, you mash it, which is the part that everybody wants to kind of skip to, um, which is <laughs> kind of taking action, doing a thing, having a conversation. Yeah. Um, in, in most cases, what I coach people through is kind of choosing a different thought. You know, a lot of people don't think of that as action, but I feel like it's the most important action, you know, making a plan for, okay, when I feel this way and I have this thought, what am I going to replace it with? Because you can never, it's kind of like a habit. You never really get rid of a habit. You just replace it with another thing. Same with a thought. You can't fight a thought and make it go away. You can only replace it with a better thought. And so if you have a plan, if you kind of rehearse even, even better, rehearse a little plan for what you're going to do next time that thought shows up, then you're going to be a lot more prepared. So you mash it, you take an action, you kind of come to a constructive solution, and then you digest it, which is a really important step. It kind of helps cement the process and um, help you get to it faster mm-hmm. later, where you just basically kind of take a second to reflect and appreciate um, what you've just done and kind of give yourself a pat on the back. We do not do this enough. So many people are so hard on themselves. You know, we just giving yourself the opportunity to to say, hey, go me. Like I did a big thing um, helps you want to do it more. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And the better you get at it, the more awesome you become. So it's just appreciating yourself is a really important step. And then I always say, go get nerdy, which just means go <laughs> like apply some enthusiasm to a project or a, an activity that has nothing to do with the situation. Because if you don't do that, 
sometimes you kind of circle back through and just kind of dwell on it all day long. And that's just not really necessary. Right. So that's the process. You make it sound so easy. It is so easy. (laughs) It's so easy. (laughs) So funny. So, okay, let's talk about some of the transformations that's happened since you started helping people mash their potatoes. Oh my goodness. Um, let's see. What's a really fun one. Well, so, um, I have one client who came into, I, um, I opened up a mastermind when I had my event in the spring and one of my members of my mastermind just sent me a a really fun Facebook message the other day. She said, you know, when we started working together, I was working like 60 hour weeks. I was so stressed. I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. I was yelling at my husband every day. Um, we had this like terrible marriage and, um, And, but now I work like four hours a day and my marriage is so happy and I love my business. And like, I, the first conversation we had, she was just in tears. Like everything about her business was stressing her out. And now she's so at peace and she's so much more confident and her relationships are, and that that just makes me the happiest person in the world. So that's really exciting. That's amazing. That is amazing. And then I had another, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying that's amazing. That's incredible. 60 hours to four hours and her relationships changed. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, not four hours a week, four hours a day, but still better. Uh, I think, what is that? 20? I don't don't know. Yeah, 20 hours a week. (laughs) 20 hours a week, which is still amazing for a a small business owner, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And she was just kind of having clients walk all over her. And now she has much stronger boundaries and, you know, attracts better clients because she and, and that's really the part about marketing that people don't talk about enough is that you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are. And so, if you respect yourself, you attract people who respect you. And so, um, it's all, it's all a very holistic process. I think. How did you learn this stuff? How did I learn it? Well, I learned it from needing to learn it. Honestly. I mean, I think that's true of all personal development nerds is like, if you struggle with things like anxiety and depression and all the stuff that I feel like every human being struggles with at one time or another, like you either take it as, well, this is who I am and there's nothing I can do about it. Or, you take it as I, I'm going to look for a solution to this problem. And there are a lot of different ways to solve the problem. Um, I have tried the medication way. I did not like the way I felt with it. And so I just went looking for other things. I think this was um, after my first child was born. Um, I, I had been on a whole bunch of different like anti-anxiety and antidepressant medications and things. And I just felt numb. I just, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't really feel anything. And I was just like, this is no fun. I don't want to live like this. And so I, well, ever since I was little and I was kind of a loner and an introvert and shy, and I was one of those like emo kids, like, why does no one like me? (laughs) And I started reading like Tony Robbins books. Yeah. Oh man, like forever ago. And I've been kind of hooked on it ever since. I just, I just find it so fascinating and it's really connected with marketing. It's like, why do people do what they do? And how do we get them to like us? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how do I, that's really what it came down to is little Brittany being like, how do I make people like me? (laughs) (laughs) I think you have quite a few people who like you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I think you do. I, I like them too. You're very, I, I love it because you are so original in your content. I mean, thank you. very original. And it's like you identify stuff very quickly. You have a sixth sense, if you will, or an intuition about stuff. And you just, I don't know. I don't know. I just think you're, you've got some great content going on there. And I, I and I love your personality when you're online. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. You're welcome. So, you know, the book that we didn't even talk about was Personality Marketing. Join your industry's A-list by embracing your inner nerd. So I'm going to have you uh, give us uh, the 411 on that book. 
Okay, so that was my first book. So my first book, it was all about um, how to primarily use video, but really any content on social media uh, to attract clients, to attract customers. It, it works in pretty much any industry. It's about um, allowing, like kind of starting with your nerdiness, starting with the things that you geek out about and allowing that to drive your content strategy rather mm. than how do I create stuff that's going to make me money. Right. Um, so embracing your inner nerd to me is all about kind of figuring out, okay, this is what I sell and this is what I love to talk about because mm -hmm. social media is, you know, it's human beings. It's people, you know, talking about things that interest them. Right. And if you want to take kind of the offline stuff that works when it comes to selling and bring it online, then what works offline we know is building relationships. Right. And you don't build a relationship with Target. You know what I mean? Because Target doesn't have a face. Right. You know, you want if you want to make a friend that person has to talk to you about things that are more than look by this, look by this, because yep. you're not going to hang around with them very long if that's all they say. Right. So you have to fit like, so what I teach in the book is how to talk about the things that are a little bit more fun for you to talk about, but how to also kind of connect them to a sale. And I, I would argue that if you can find the right kind of combination and connections of your passions and your product, then you can basically always be selling, which is really exciting to me because a lot of people get on social media and think, okay, I'm going to do my quota. I'm going to do my like 80% of non-salesy posts so I can do my 20% of spammy posts. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's, that's not my approach at all. I say none of your posts should be spammy and they can all be salesy if, if you have the right strategy, if you're subtle right. enough about it and if you offer enough value in advance. Right. So that's what that book teaches. So it's basically what you've been doing all these years. Yes, so, exactly. So you exactly. wrote out your game plan for everybody else to consume. Yes, yes. I reveal all my secrets. <laughs> I have no secrets. because, And I'll tell you why. Because I, And it's so funny. I made a video about this yesterday. How I got so sick of selling courses. Because I got so sick of seeing people not use courses. And I'm, and, and I'm the same way. Like, I never buy online courses. I love buying coaching. Because it's just, just a totally different experience. Yeah. When you can have an actual human being work with you on the things and help you see the things that you can't see about your own strategy. Yeah. Um, so right now, I mean, it's so funny. I, I got a message this morning with somebody being like, Hey, I would love it if you would sell me a thing that would just teach me how to edit videos like yours. I'm like, Oh, like this YouTube video. And I just sent her a link because <laughs> I just, I'm just not interested in the little like $27 sale, you know, just, just take it, just take it because I would rather focus my energies on people who are ready to like go all in and be coached right. because that's what, that's where I see the results really happening. Yes. I think, Oh, it was recently. I think it was you. You're, well, there's two videos. I think I just I just recently saw, and one was creating your headline, and the one that made me laugh out loud was, um, "Do not sign up for another online course. You do not need it." <laughs> and I, yeah. I just yeah. started laughing because you know we all do it. I I'm guilty yeah. of signing up for online courses. Yeah. Well, and it's not a bad thing to do, but it is the way a lot of people approach it is like, okay, I am really stressed out and I need my business to work. And so this is the way to solve that problem. I'm going to spend like $300 and buy this course that I'm never going to use. Yes. And that's going to make me money. Yes. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. I've done it. I've wasted tons yeah. of money uh, buying yeah. courses. And then I just don't have time to dive in or be part of whatever Facebook group or, or do whatever. Yeah. And then I just look at it and go, why, why in the world did I do that? So when I saw yeah. your video, I just started laughing because, I mean, I've, I've kind of sang that song now. <laughs> <laughs> no yes, more. Yes, no the more. struggle is real. 
It is. It's crazy. And so, okay, we're coming up to the end of our time together, which is very sad because I believe that I could talk to you probably all day long and we'd have a blast. But I know we that you've got things Someday. to do and I've got another um, uh, another thing happening afterwards. So the, the last thing that we want to talk about is your nerd fest. The Ooh, event yes. that you have, you do do that every year. And what is it and who um, should come and why should they come? Oh, that's a great question. So the Nerd Fest, actually, the first time we did it was the Entrepreneur Fest. And we talked so much about personal development and had so much nerdiness and fun about personal development that I changed it to the Nerd Fest because the truth is, it's, I, I'm not interested in having a marketing event. I It's a lot more fun to have a, like, let's have more success in general in mashed potatoes event. Mm-hmm. So we're changing the name to the Nerd Fest. Um, we, we just secured our date for the next year. I think the, the date on my Facebook event is wrong. It's it's happening in July okay. um, of, of this upcoming year. Oh. And it's the silliest personal growth event you could possibly imagine. I mean, we just have so much fun and it's for a very strategic purpose Okay. because I'm a big believer in getting into a, a constructive state. Um, and a lot of people at personal development events will get you like jumping up and down and chanting and going, Wah! and it's very like kind of aggressive. Yeah. Um, and my approach is just silliness. <laughs> I feel like the more I can get you in a state of silliness, the more people bond, the more they yeah. are happy. Yeah. And when you're happy, you have better ideas and you have more clarity and you kind of, I, I see it as kind of this moment of crossroads where you come to a place, you come with an agenda of your own. You can kind of think, okay, so this is what I want to figure out, or this is what I want to get clear on while we're here. Yep. And then we just put you in an environment where there's music, there's singing, there's dancing, there's playfulness. I ask the right questions. We play some fun games to kind of get your mind churning in a new and different way and get you figured, figuring whatever the thing out, <laughs> figuring out whatever the thing is that you came to figure out yep. um, and hopefully make some really good friends too. So it's, it's just a super fun personal growth event time thingy. And people can find that on your Facebook page. Um, I don't know if we have the event up anymore because we don't have solid dates, but I do believe we have a wait list. Let me see if I can find that URL. Um, yeah, see. if you can find it and send it to me when the show posts, um, I will plug that in there so people can get on the wait list to come join you um, and mashed potatoes. I found it. It's just, it's at events.nerdygirl.co forward slash wait list. Perfect. Okay. We'll add it to it. Um, and to connect with Brittany, go to brittanybullen.com. You can find her on Facebook as well. Um, if you haven't seen her videos, they are worth the watch. Every single one of them. Because uh, you. you are amazing, and I am so Thank I just you. I am so thankful that you could join me today. Truly, oh me too, me and too. I, it's been a pleasure. And I would love to keep in touch with you because I think you're super fun. Thank you, thank you. Well, ditto. And for everybody who's listening, if this uh, resonated with you, uh, Brittany's words and her message, please share it with another mompreneur so they can um, mash some potatoes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a great you. day. All right, you too.